Uh, Cayman? Yes, sir? I'm starting to doubt that you are actually committed to this podcast. That's fair. I mean, you're getting married this week, and you couldn't even do some simple research no. on Cuba? No. No. Because what happened was I was like, I can do this episode. It's fine. I'll do the research. And you and Colin were good boys. And you're like, no, that's too stressful. Just take it off, man. It's fine. Just chill. It's no, no. You know, it's really easy to rewrite history now that we're here and recording. (laughs) I wish I'd never (laughs) accepted. I I wish I had just secretly prepared a topic and was going to blow you away right now. That would be really interesting, but you didn't. So here we are. (laughs) Well, here we are. What do you got? What do you got this week? Oh, well, since uh, since we're not doing a full on uh, continuation of our Cuba series, consider this a Cuba 2.5. I've got a couple facts, um, some interesting things that I've found um, to tide everybody over. Um, we'll be back in two weeks, I guess. That sounds right. To do the real Cuba Part 3. But in the meantime, yeah, I've got five things. So number one, did you know that Rebel Radio is still going on in Cuba? Hell yeah. Well, I assume it's no longer pirate radio. Uh, no, it's actually like an official thing now. Well, it's not as cool. It's not as cool, and it's really not cool because their website is, like, very templated. Like, you can tell that they just kind of got something out of the box. But what they didn't get out of the box was they have live internet broadcasting. So you can listen to Rebel Radio right now, and it's kind of disappointing, honestly, because it's just, like, Spanish music. I was expe- I don't know what I wanted from it, but um, it wasn't Was it bad. just music? Yeah, well, I mean, when I was listening to it, I was listening to it last night at, like, 11 p.m., though, so who knows? Well, I imagine at least sometimes they got to pump out, like, communist propaganda. Well, if you want the communist propaganda, you have to go to their YouTube channel, mm. where their 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 most viewed video is Che Guevara reading a poem. Is it a good poem? I don't know. It's in Spanish, and as we've established, <laughs> neither one of us can speak Spanish. So we're gonna work on this. Our actually, our the topic of our uh, next podcast that we're starting. I really wish you hadn't. It was dumb. It was a dumb idea. We're gonna scrap mm-hmm. it. We're kicking it down the road. We're gonna we're gonna just start a podcast where you guys can listen to me and Michael poorly used Duolingo get frustrated with it after a week and never pick it back up. Nice. <laughs> Hold on, I'm. Uh... I'm I'm putting I really wish you hadn't in Google Translate to find out what that is in Spanish. Oh, are you gonna try to say it? Oh no, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just paste it in chat. I'll give it I'll give it a crack. Okay, best of luck. Since I was doing nothing else with this, right? There you go. Give that a shot. Oh, you mean uh, Romente de Sierra que no lo hueberos hecho? I think it's Huberas. Also, Desaria has a that's a like an accented eye, I think. Desaria. A weird eye. Desaria. Right into the show. I don't know how accented eyes work. If you speak Spanish, tell us what I really wish you hadn't would be in Spanish, because we don't know. I'll be so excited if we have a Spanish-speaking listener. 
hey, we've now got New Zealanders, apparently. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really close to getting that Spanish audience. Hell yeah. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Did you not see? We peaked at like 74 in New Zealand or something? Yeah. No, I'm saying that that's how is that making us any closer to Spanish speaking people? That's actually further away. I don't know. All right. <laughs> but thanks, New Zealand, for liking our podcast. Yeah, you guys are rad. I really like your hobbits. I really like Taika Waititi. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, but back to back to Rebel Radio. <laughs> Rebel Radio also has an Instagram, and I'm not kidding. Like at least a third of the pictures are just Castro. Nice. Just old pictures of Castro. Dude, how how bad do you think Raul feels? No, Raul was on there too. Is he on there as frequently as Castro? No, absolutely not. But he did get some Instagram shout-outs. And he's still alive, like you'd think. Yeah, no, he's still running shit. I don't know. Um, all right, so that was that was fun fact number one. Fun fact number two uh, was just a funny quote I found from Carlos Prio, who, again, was the guy who got forced out by Batista and gave uh, Castro $100,000 to start his rebellion, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. So a quote from Carlos Prio. They say that I was a terrible president of Cuba. That may be true, but I was the best president Cuba ever had. <laughs> Get wrecked. Oh, That's, I thought dude, that was great. The best, the best kind of burns are self burns. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's like he burned himself a little to burn everybody else a lot. So. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um. Okay. So next, let's talk about the CIA a little bit. Oh, do we have to? Well, we're definitely going to talk about the CIA's assassination attempts later on in the series. Um, and I don't want to spoil that now. So instead, I'm going to talk about two plans that, that they tried to enact that didn't kill Castro, but basically tried to undermine him. Um, number one, uh, Castro was set to do a live broadcast on Rebel Radio, coincidentally. And their plan was to basically create uh, an LSD-like substance and aerosol it around the studio so that Castro would trip while he was giving this broadcast and just start rambling incoherently. No, that's just going to make him better. And probably. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that pitcher who uh, threw a no-hitter whenever he was, like, tripping on LSD. It's like Carlos Santana giving the best performance of Woodstock that year when he thought that his guitar was a snake. That, too. You ever seen that picture of Carlos Santana where he's like no. shredding the guitar? Well, he's like looking away from it because he thought it was a snake the entire time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was tripping on LSD so bad. He's like, I couldn't look at my guitar, but I knew I had to finish the set. And he gave the best performance of Woodstock. Well, maybe this actually did happen and, and he just killed it. And the CIA was like, <laughs> yeah, well, we were going to do that. But yeah, didn't. it didn't work. <laughs> I feel like the CIA has a poorer understanding of how LSD works than... Me, a person who's never done LSD. I doubt that, mostly because of how many experiments they did on it. I'm sure by now they've figured it all out. They've done everything wrong to figure out what's right. Yeah, uh, we may talk about that more in the future, but... Worm what? MK Ultra. Yeah, all those things. Okay, but that was that was one plan that they had. The other plan, which I think is even better, is they tried to assassinate his beard by using thallium, which is the active ingredient in Nair. Um, and they believe that if Castro lost his beard, no one would respect him because, of course, Castro carries all of his power in his beard. I mean, that's where I store my power. 
Exactly. Have you seen a picture of of Castro without a beard? He's a handsome man. Well, he's a handsome boy. But when did he grow that beard? He grew that beard when he had to be a revolutionary. And when you're a revolutionary, you're living in the woods, pooping behind a tree. That's what I'm saying, though. Because you keep the power in the beard. He grew it. He grew it. And then things started working out. Whenever he didn't have the beard, he kept losing. So how do we know that his power isn't in his beard? It's definitely in the beard. That's what I'm thinking, man. Does the CIA really have nothing better to do? <laughs> dude, oh my god, dude, there's so many other things that they tried to do, and we'll get into it in a later episode, but these were just two of my favorites that didn't involve actually killing Castro. <laughs> oh. Okay, so that's that's number three. So number four is a man named Pedro Diaz Lanz. Um, he's a man who was in Castro's army when the revolution ended. Um, and he was a pilot, so he was given the title of head of the Cuban Air Force by Castro. He was appointed in this position. Um, and Lanz was, or I guess Diaz. Diaz was good friends with Frank Sturgis, who you'll remember from the previous episode was, you know, the badass that was teaching everybody guerrilla warfare. Also a pilot. Navy trained pilot. Also also a pilot, Navy trained pilot, possible um, possible CIA puppet. Who no, knows? CIA said that he wasn't. He can't. Well, it came and came and hold on. He's a 1099. We're going to get deeper into all that. Um, but let's just let's just get through this. Um, so he was uh, so so Diaz was good friends with Frank Sturgis and they bonded over their shared hatred of those damn communists. God, do we just hate communists in Cuba? Um, well, they were hanging out one day, you know, after the revolution ended. And they were like, man, you know, Castro's new government sure has a lot of communists in it. And they went and they were like, hey, Castro, are you just going to let a bunch of communists run this country? And Castro was like, "Ooh, boys, um, about that. <laughs> and he relieved them both of their titles. Um, so nice. the two of them then fled to America to tell on Castro for being a communist. That basically they went to like the House of Representatives and were like, well, Castro's down there being a communist. And uh, fucking snitches. Then Diaz joins the CIA. Completely unrelated, but, you know, Diaz comes yeah. back with Frank Sturgis just, and just decides to join the CIA. Right. Um, and he starts helping them to kill Castro. Like, he's involved in some of the assassination plots, and he, um, at one point, he flies a plane over to, like, distribute anti-Castro propaganda. Basically, like, the same thing we did with the Japanese, where we dropped, like, flyers out of a bomber. Right. Um, the Cubans insist that there were also bombs on the plane and that they bombed some things. That's a whole point I don't know for a fact, so I'm not going to say either way. But... So this this is the guy, the guy who dropped these flyers is the guy who went and joined the CIA? Yeah. Do you remember when we were like, when we were like poor college students and like we didn't have much money, so we got summer jobs with the CIA trying to overthrow foreign governments? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, re I remember that, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you just go get a, anyone can get a job at the CIA. Right, yeah, you just go down the road and, you know, you <laughs> knock on the CIA's walk, door and be like, hey. You walk into your nearest embassy. And right. you'd be like, hey, I know of some communists. And they're like, you're hired. His name's Cayman McMahon. <laughs> and they're like, can you assassinate him? And I was like, sure thing. And they're like, okay, here's your mission. You start a podcast with him. You gain his trust. And then when he least expects it, at his wedding, <laughs> you stab him in the back. <laughs> Literally. I mean, if you're going to die somewhere, you may as well go out on a good note. That's a good point. It's really considerate. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you feel that way. Okay. <laughs> I imagine like me and Emily say our vows and whatnot, and I'm in a pretty good mood, and then boom, knife to the back. Like that's a pretty good moment to end it. 
Uh, yeah, it's the part where you say "till death do us part," and I go, and it's now, and then I just stab you in the back. <laughs> I would probably chuckle on my way out. Honestly, <laughs> that was a good one, bro. You got me, man. I mean, you literally and 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 the laughing. You got me. Yeah. Okay, so actually, this leads in well to my next point. So. Fast forward a couple years, uh, quite a few years, and uh, the day of Diaz's death, um, he <sighs> died of a gunshot wound to the chest, which was ruled a suicide. And I tried to Google if that was like a common thing, if you could, you know, if people yeah. committed suicide by shooting themselves in the chest. I've yeah. never heard of that, really. You shoot yourself in the heart, that way you can still have an open casket funeral. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. But anyway, so I Google it, and then Google's like, if you need help, call the suicide hotline. Yeah. <laughs> You're on a list. Yeah, I'm going to start getting ads about antidepressants, I'm pretty sure. Or just ads that say, don't kill yourself, Michael. Yeah, exactly. Today's a good day. <laughs> kill Cayman Magmahan instead. Oh, yeah, the CIA hates me. Yeah, they, they heard about your communism hat. It's because of that hat, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the hat. You go to China once and you're on a list forever. Pretty you. much. Um, you know, making a whole podcast series about how Castro is actually kind of cool sometimes also probably doesn't help. No. Well, he's only cool in the first half. Yeah, well, that's all we've done so far. CIA listeners, we're getting to it. We're getting to it, CIA. Yeah, exactly. We're getting to the bad parts. That's the whole point of the podcast is like we talk about the good, but then we talk about the bad and the bad's coming next. So strap in. Um, but it's not coming for two more weeks because Cayman has to go and get married. Right. If we have any listeners at the CIA, tell your bosses, tell whoever's looking up our case that we're, we're getting around to being anti-communist. Yeah. All right. Next, we're going to talk about Frank Sturgis and kind of as a this isn't one of the facts, but Cayman, I know that you love Star Trek. Um, did you ever watch Voyager? Yeah. OK. Do you know a character named Commander Chakate? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched it a lot, but I think I know who you're talking about. Just yeah. Google Google him and see if you recognize him. Lieutenant Chakate? Commander, no, Commander. Chakate? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember him. All right. Well, that guy uh, played Frank Sturgis in a movie about Watergate, so... Commander Chakotay oh. is actually Frank Sturgis, and I figured you'd want to know that because it's Star Trek. Yeah, that's pretty neat. But anyway, real facts about Frank Sturgis. <laughs> um, so I spent a, okay. So I wrote this, and I had to change it. So what it originally said was, okay. So I've spent a lot of time researching Frank Sturgis, and finally it's all making sense. But then I went back and read it this morning, and I just changed it to, and it's turned me into a crazy person. <laughs> so. All right, I got really deep in this rabbit hole. So it makes sense that the CIA distances themselves from from Frank Sturgis, because can you imagine if they owned up to the fact that he was CIA and he was involved in Watergate? Like if a CIA agent was a part of Watergate. Or did you ever look into the stuff about him, like supposedly maybe assassinating the uh, Portuguese prime minister or president? Uh, I think it was like, it wasn't Portugal, was it? It was like uh, Belgium, maybe? No, it was Portugal. Because I, I, I remember reading it and going, why Portugal? Mm. Okay, well. Have we ever had beef with Portugal? I, I don't know, maybe. Um, Who has beef with Portugal? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to your point, Michael, uh, yeah, the CIA is not supposed to operate on U.S. soil anywhere. So, yeah, that's part of it. Even though they constantly get caught doing so. Right, yep. but they're not supposed to. Yep. 
<laughs> or no, people people constantly yeah. allege. Who who are you gonna rat on the CIA to? You can't call the CIA on the CIA. The deep state. You're supposed to call the FBI on the CIA. The FBI's like lukewarm CIA. Right, but <laughs> yeah, I know. But if it's on U.S. soil, I I think technically it's supposed to be FBI's problem if it's on American soil and CIA's problem if it's basically anywhere else. CIA, if you don't cool it out, I'm going to do a seance and call the ghost of J. Edgar Hoover and he's going to come get you. In his stiletto heels. <laughs> In stiletto heels and panties. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, can we talk about Frank Sturgis? Sure. I'd love um, to. Okay, so Frank Sturgis did an interview with True Magazine, which I googled. It was actually a, it's not a, it's not a hokey magazine. It's it's it was like a men's health thing or something. I don't know, but they were really big into like Watergate and the JFK assassination and stuff. I don't, I don't really understand why, but right. they did an interview with Frank Sturgis a couple of years after Watergate, mm-hmm. and in that interview, he laid out what they were looking for when they broke into the Watergate hotel. So take this all with a grain of salt, because remember, Sturgis is literally a spy. That is his title. Is it his title? How can you say that spy is Frank Sturgis's title? I mean, that's kind of what he is, right? He goes into these countries. Like, that's what he was for Castro. He went at like he. But he doesn't work for CIA, right? I mean, yeah, he doesn't work for the CIA. He's a, he's a spy for hire. I, I would say he's a, he's a mercenary. He he, yeah, he yeah. didn't do any spying on Castro. He just went down there and taught them all how to overthrow the government. You don't think he was funneling all that information back through a CIA handler? Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that he was spying. That's literally what. There's that a is. chain right, of anyway, command. Anyway, anyway, okay, so we'll we'll go with mercenary. We'll go with mercenary. So remember, Sturgis is a mercenary. His job is to do stuff and not blab about it. Um, so him saying this, I don't know if this is to throw it off the trail or maybe he just legitimately is a bad mercenary and talks about the stuff that he does. So anyway, he's, he's being interviewed by this magazine and he said that when he went to, you know, the Watergate hotel, he was told to look specifically for communications and money that had been sent to the democratic party by Castro and the Cuban government. Essentially the idea was to get influence with the democratic party so Mm. that when they took you know, took the presidency, they could lighten some of the trade restrictions that they had put on Cuba. And in this interview, he's basically like, yeah, you know, they they gave uh, quite a bit of money to the Democrats. But if the Democratic Party had won the election, the amount of money that Cuba would have received in return would have been tenfold. So really wasn't a big deal. And there was also some stuff about some CIA operations that maybe got leaked to the Cubans that they had talked to the Democratic Party about. Who knows if any of this is true? This is literally something in a magazine that Frank Sturgis said one time. Yeah. But it's really interesting to read about because who knows how many layers of lies there are in this. Right. It could also be that the CIA gave him a bunch of things to say so that he would sound like a crackpot going on there and saying that the Democratic Party was endorsed by Cuba and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and and who knows? Maybe it was exactly that that he wanted to spread that lie so that people wouldn't be as you know um, receptive to the Democratic Party. Who, again, it's all speculation. Um, he's not a trustworthy source, but I, I thought it was interesting and worth mentioning that he did say a lot of this stuff. Um, and my last point that I want to make is that Sturgis was training. Contras in Honduras in guerrilla warfare in 1981 when he was 57 years old. Like, 
Yeah. That's nuts to me. Like you don't think about a think about a 57 year old man. Just think picture that in your mind. I have to think about it. I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> See, the joke is Michael looks old. Because of the hair. You don't have any hair, Michael. Yeah, he's bald. You also can't grow a beard, so it's not a good look either. It's also the Hawaiian shirts. I wear a lot of them. The Hawaiian shirt does not help, yeah. Mm-mm. does not help. Um, so, yeah, imagine me going down to Honduras to train Contras in guerrilla warfare. It's just not. Okay, now I can see mm. why it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. And then in, <laughs> in 1993, what ultimately got Frank Sturgis? Heart attack. The, the silent killer. The big C. Cancer? Cancer? I had a lung cancer, yeah. I, and I have to imagine it's from breathing all the, you know, who knows, Agent Orange. Cigars or, or whatever. Cigars, yeah. I'm sure he smoked a lot of cigars with Castro. Well, he um, was never in Vietnam. That we know of. I guess I should say that we know of. He yeah, exactly. In Vietnam. <laughs> who knows? But yeah, Agent Orange was kind of a, a long shot there. But, you know, uh, you know, just just get your daily checkups, people. Even Frank Sturgis can can get the boot by cancer. So, um, yeah. Go get a go get a checkup from your physician. I haven't looked up a single picture of Frank Sturgis. Is he as burly as I imagine him to be? No, he doesn't. He looks nothing like I imagined. Well, now I kind of don't want to look because I have an image yeah, in my head of like a Commander Rex, all old and. Yeah, it's not that. I had mm. a I I basically pictured the guy that can make people disappear from Breaking Bad, the guy that runs the vacuum store. Um, oh yeah, it's not him. Or like the guy, you ever seen the movie uh, uh, Small Soldiers? Uh, With all the toys that come to life? Yeah, I don't think that's called Small Soldiers. Toy Soldiers? I don't think it's called Toy Soldiers it's either. It's Small Soldiers. It's a great movie. I don't think it's a great movie. Regardless, the the white-haired American bad guy. Oh, no, it is called Small Soldiers. Right. <laughs> Haha! I imagined him to look at yeah. 57 like the white-haired, you know, burly dude. Yeah, I can see that. I yeah. can totally see that. Okay, um, so that was all my things about Cuba, kind of. Uh, I want to read one listener email. Um, I know we don't uh, generally do those until we do. I'm really glad you did, but I really liked it. So I Oh, I know it. this one. I know which one yeah. you're about to read. So this is from superfan Bobson Dugnut. Uh, <sighs> he says, Spanish-American war in a haiku. <clears throat> <laughs> Remember the main... American men were slain. Steal Cuba from Spain. It's honestly, it's Bob. Because you it's, don't you don't expect the haiku to rhyme. You don't. You don't. It's really good. If anyone thinks that they can do a better haiku, actually don't send us your haikus. Please like, send us your haikus. I want uh, your haikus. Do we want a bunch of haikus? I want haikus. I want haikus. Okay, fine. I'll do a whole episode of just reading listener haikus. That's fair. I'm actually kind of interested at the prospect of a haiku because it's like more challenging than a poem and it doesn't take a lot of time for me to read it. Exactly. That one took me like five <laughs> seconds to read. Yeah. And it pops. I could read it even faster if I want to, but I don't. Do it. I'm, I don't want to. How fast can you, can you read me. it? How fast can you? We'll never know. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our little 2.5 episode. Uh, follow us on the things. Yeah, sorry we would have had more, but I'm getting married. Sorry I'm getting married. Yeah. You should be sorry. <laughs> You've let everyone down, Cayman. I'm really ruining this podcast with living my life. <laughs> but 
from from the entire I really wish you hadn't family came and congratulations on getting married. By the time this episode oh, comes thanks, out, Cayman will be married. That's true. Um, yes, I will be. Colin and I will be there supporting him yeah. along every step of the way. Um, I'm going to assassinate Cayman on the altar. Right. Um, it's going to it's going to be great. No, I have insurance that you can't assassinate me because we still have to finish the Cuba series. I'll do it without you. I'll do it from jail. It'll be fine. I guess you'll have more time to research. That's a good point. You think they'd let me we send you just, a microphone in jail? No, we should just all get thrown in uh, jail and then do the podcast, no. and then you can live for free. You have all day to work on the podcast. It's brilliant. So you're literally talking about doing what uh, Castro did and like get thrown in jail and then spend the whole time like reading and teaching other people how to read. Except I'm not going to be teaching other people how to read. I'm going to be making dumbass jokes about Fidel Castro. I think if we all got thrown in prison, they wouldn't let us, like, hang out. This is bullshit. Who's in charge of jails and uh, de- punishment? Uh, the Department of Corrections. Department of Corrections. I guess they would be under, what, like the Department of Justice? Yeah, they're right? in the DOJ, but... Which is under the White House. We all right. I write an email to Donald Trump saying that we'll do a Donald Trump podcast from <laughs> prison, and then he lets us all go to prison together and gets us mics somehow. He he will tweet it into existence, and we don't do a Donald Trump podcast. But it's too late because he's already forgotten. Gotcha, orange <laughs> man. <laughs> Very political. All right. Very political. It's not political. Right. He's in charge of the jail. Uh, no, I mean you can't call him Orange Man. Oh, I don't think you the can orange call him Orange Man thing. I think I'm it's colorblind. Fine. I don't really think that that's that substantial to me. You don't think he looks orange, or he do- he can't see orange. I mean, he definitely uses spray tan. But you do you know what orange looks like? No, I know what orange looks like. I don't know if I see orange like you guys see orange. He doesn't know what orange looks like. I don't think he does. He's he definitely has a spray tan. He's got a lot of spray tan going on. Okay. But you know what? You're not brave enough to do it. <laughs> I'm not. You're right. There is a lot of valid things to criticize our president about. I'm not sure skin color is the best one. Wow. You took oh, it Oh, wait. Well, not skin. No. So brave. So brave. No, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it that way. No. So brave. No. In this political climate, Cayman. You got time for afterthoughts? Oh, he you 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 have afterthoughts? No. Okay, hold on. Okay. I, I have one. <laughs> okay, Colin's got an afterthought. Well, I yeah, kind of. Michael, you you're gonna have to okay. tell the people why you sound like shit. Oh yeah, sorry. Continuing in the tradition of last week, um, I decided to not use a Yeti microphone, and so that's actually not true. I forgot my cord and i couldn't plug it in i'm literally staring at my yeti microphone and i can't use it and it's very sad i'm using a headset microphone and it probably sounds horrible and i am deeply deeply sorry it does there we go but a lemony snicket series of unfortunate events have happened here it's always me i always screw something (laughs) uh yeah it's been you a couple times hasn't it yeah yeah it's been i can't think of anyone else that it has been Tell the people where we can find them. I'll tell people where they can find us. Okay, do it. On social media, all of them. Yeah, perfect. Just, yeah. But not Facebook. If you need more details than that, go to another episode. I was told I didn't have to prepare for this episode. But not Facebook and not not TikTok. Not on TikTok. Not on TikTok. Hashtag ban TikTok. We're not on Snapchat. Yeah, we're not. We're on the old people we're on all the social media that old people know about. No, the old people are on Facebook. We're not on Facebook. 
Oh, we're not on Facebook. We're on the fax machine. Please send us a fax of your favorite Cuban haikus. Are we on Gobber or whatever that thing is? Fake Twitter? Gab. Gab, Gab is that what it not, is? The, Nazi the Twitter, Twitter for Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we do We do want your emails, though. Yeah, send us emails. Oh, yeah, that's old people. That's a podcast at I really wish you hadn't.com. Podcast at I really wish you hadn't.com. Yeah, send, that, send us emails. One. We like those. We like emails. I like emails. Especially when they're haikus. Yeah, send us those. All right, I'm done. I'm done too. Okay. Happy Uh, wedding, Cayman. Happy coming to my wedding. All right, so let's 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 end this with a good old. Let's do a Cuban national anthem. Let's just do a Cuban national anthem. I really wish you hadn't. Is hosted by me, Michael Bentley, and Cayman McMahon. We are produced by Colin Moore. Intro music by Tax Story. Our outro music is by. I don't. Can someone look up who wrote the Cuban National Anthem? You're probably not even going to be able to say it anyways. <laughs> well, I'm not, I don't need to say the name of the song. I just need to say who's, who wrote it. Yeah, that's the part you're not going to be able to say. Oh, that's a good point. I'm going to put it in the... <laughs> okay, all right. Our outro music is by Pedro Figueredo. I think. I don't know. I did my yeah, best. Yeah, it works. Our cover art is by Nicator. Please remember to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, don't schedule your wedding when we're supposed to do a Cuba episode, Cayman, you bastard. When was I supposed to schedule it? Never. We we regularly have episodes all the time. (laughs) And as always, don't do anything I wouldn't do.